Hey, Graham, have yes. you ever tried to eat a clock? I have not. It's very time-consuming. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, let's just start the episode. That's a little painful. <laughs> Well, hello everyone, and welcome to the Velvet Room Review. I'm Matthew. And I'm Grim. And uh, we're back doing another episode on a Persona game, which, of course, the Persona series um, is what the podcast is named after, the Velvet Room. Yeah. So, uh, this week we're talking about Persona 3. Yes. Which originally launched in, I think, 2006... On the PlayStation um, 2, yep. Yeah, but there are numerous versions of the game, and Graham, I'm pretty sure you and I played different versions. Yes, we did. Um, you... I played FES, or Persona 3 FES, right. short for Festival, I think, But um, and that came out two years later on the PlayStation 2, okay. and you played the portable version. Correct. So you got the epilogue. Yeah, but I didn't play it. Okay. Because uh, it's a like a thirty-hour epilogue. What? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, the, is that? Uh, I see. It's wow. called the answer. Right. And I, um, I read the summary. I haven't really read much about it, but I know it's gotten a a mixed reception. Mm. Um. Although, yeah, I know like bits and pieces of it. I don't know the full answer. But okay. yeah, so that was a little bit of a, I mean, I'm interested to see how our experiences differed with that. Uh, sure. Um, I guess, uh, what did you think of the game? Overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it had probably the strongest, like, first of all, this is my, I have now completed three, four and five. Um, right. So I've completed all of the, um, kind of like mainstream persona games, which is kind of exciting for me. Um, yeah, I really thought it had a strong story, uh, strong characters. Um, and it, it, while it had some pacing issues and I, I mean, the combat kind of dragged on after a while because I'm just used to it by now. Yeah. I still really enjoyed the game. How did you feel it? Um, I, I just can't help but compare it to Persona 4, right? Um, yeah. So I would say overall, I enjoyed the game, of course. Um, I, I think I like the way this game is structured. Um, game, not really gameplay-wise, but more like the structure of how the other world works. I like the fact that... Um, you know, Tartarus is set up in blocks that you could that you explore, and then you hit a limit, and then you come back, you explore, you hit a limit, and it's kind of that's kind of paced out for you a little bit, um, because I, I felt that it helped me know when I was um, ready ready enough to continue the story or, or do like a boss battle or something like that. Um, you know, because if I if I train at the higher levels of Tartarus. And then leveled up enough where it wasn't difficult anymore. I felt I had reached that point. Okay. 
Um, and I like that structure. I like the structure of, you know, the 12 boss battles. Um, I just, I like the way they use Tartarus in, in that sense. Um, and, uh, um, where I found the game was a bit lacking and, and not, I wouldn't, perhaps that's the wrong way to say it, where it f lacked compared to Persona 4 was just in, um, the characters and my level of care for them and, and the ability for me to get to know them better. Um, social links are, are prevalent in the game. I mean, the games are very similar um, yeah. in style. So for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's basically a, so it's a JRPG set in Japan in 2009, and you follow the course of these um, shadow-fighting people, like, teen, like teenagers, over the course of a year, yeah, uh, it's yeah. turn-based battles, but there's also this kind of social link system where spending time with people lets you um, basically unlock more powerful creatures to battle with. Mm -hmm. So with um, with the social links, I found it... Not that the social links that were there were bad. There was some I, I really enjoyed. In fact, all of them I enjoyed. But you were lacking in social links with... Um, your squad yeah um, you know you could only do opposite um, uh, opposite gender you know for romance options with as far as social links goes so and it, even those those are blocked behind you know the stats you know courage smarts etc so like them. yeah you have to max them out and that's always that's just that's end game content right and I I found up front like okay i had like five social links i banged them all out as soon as possible then there was a lull but i had no social links a because i wasn't high enough stats or b because i didn't know where to go to find them huh. necessarily find new ones um so i didn't really have many social links to to work with i would say in the midpoint of the game um that being said i liked the characters um i liked the plot well enough um you know where where Persona Four, like the other world, is kind of it, it's more of driving the characters to the, like that emotional climax for them. The other world in this is just like serving the plot, and I I found that to be a bit more. It it was more straightforward I found than Persona Four. Um, because Persona 4, you know, the other world is still just an extension of the character. Depending... Yeah, the characters have a much closer tie to the other world. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, this, the re relationship is just, is just different. So, um, I found, that's I, what I'm trying to say basically is I found it lacking in, um, character development for the main team, um, comparatively to Persona 4. Okay. Yeah, no, I found I can agree with you on that. I was, it was partway until the adventure that I was like, we're we're just not gonna get social links with the guys. Is it was kind of weird. Um, I feel like they made up for it a little bit in that the characters developed through the plot and the course of the story, mm -hmm. um, with each other. Um, and I think that's one thing that it kind of had above persona 4 from my memory in that like in persona 4 your your character kind of 
they developed over the course of their arc in the the dungeon and then it just kind of plateaued after a little while yeah so like you had um naoto or kanji or any of those characters and they like had their struggles with coming to grips with their other self and then they just kind of become characters which isn't necessarily bad but it's um it's different than what this game had i feel like this game the characters evolved a bit more naturally and a bit more gradually over the course of the game mm-hmm. yeah that's fair and i think it's important to note that um at least from my experience Every Persona game that I've played treats the the other world and the way that the characters use their personas and perceive their personas and uh, acquire their personas. It's all it's like almost different takes on what a persona is mm. and what the significance of the other world is. Um, and I think that might have helped with my like being a little bit more open perhaps to uh the structure of the story was because like i could kind of accept that i don't know that's mm-hmm. just kind of the way that i was viewing it at the very least because i was like okay this is how they're going to approach like persona 4 its big focus is on um pursuing your true self and figuring out who you are as a person and um, the persona as the embodiment of um, who you are. Kind of. Whereas in like Persona 5, it's about, um, without getting into any spoilers or anything, it's about to like um, embracing the rebellious side of you. Mm. And then in Persona 3, this is more about um, the reminder that like, everyone dies and time is finite and stuff like that. Right. Like even the way that they evoke their persona is very like throughout the whole game. Although I felt like it really only started to, they really started to go into it until like the last 15 hours of the game they didn't really until then they didn't really go into why right the themes of the game were what they were um Mm -hmm. but then once it did it was pretty solid for the rest of the game i felt yeah to me it, it was interesting like the the evokers the the thing that really struck like it only struck me early on you know, because the early on there's a cutscene of um, you is it Yukari? This is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, Yukari like in a cutscene is shown holding a gun. It's like, and that at that time you don't really know what's going on, so I didn't realize what was happening, and maybe mm-hmm. I just I didn't catch it, but I never quite understood. I don't remember it ever being explained like this is how we call it our personas. I just through playing the game realized oh that's how they call forth their personas in in battles. Yeah, that's actually like one of the things that disappointed me the most about the game is that they never under like they never explained why they do that. Yeah. Um, and like I had theories um 
I think it is supposed to be like a continual reminder and like to be that they're like they're constantly facing death and yeah to bring reminding up the persona. of it yeah um because like all of their character arcs are centered around a character close to them dying or them facing death in some way mm. so i think and you don't really get that until later but um or even I mean, the idea of like carrying th- the experience of someone dying mm-hmm. within the person. One of my favorite aspects of the game is that they kill one of your squad mates. Yes. That, uh, was... that was really um, surprising to me. Um, at first, I didn't think he was going to die. Um and then he did die, and I was like, oh, man. Uh, well, if he can die, so can everybody else, in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it definitely put me on edge going forward, and the fact that, I guess, I don't know, it just it, it took me by surprise. I was not expecting that to happen, but um, I, I, I was trying to think, like, okay, is this a result of choices I made, or is this just scripted in, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Hmm. But uh, as far as I'm aware, you can only save him if if you play as a female character. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's what I, at least that's from what I've read or from what limited stuff I've read. Okay. So, um, but it was a really cool moment, and it, um, I don't know, like the game definitely, um, it presents like these teenagers with like really tough situation scenarios and choices and it's just like and they have no one to help them right the the person who was helping them like their mentors betrays them essentially and you know they are basically tasked with deciding the fate of the world so it was interesting seeing all the different personalities of the characters you know junpei who's a bit more arrogant and brash compared to like mitsuro or Akihiko, who are more um, reserved and responsible. Um, and, like, compared to somebody like Fuka, who's kind of shy and, and... I don't know. I didn't really feel like she had much going on. But um, just seeing them them relate to that. Even Ken. Like, Ken's relationship with... Oh, what's his name? The guy who died? Is she, is oh, she... Shijiro. Uh, Shijiro? Oh, no. No, Shinjiro. Shinjiro. It's just like Ken's so angry at him. and But that's not the only way Ken acts, right? Like Ken is a nice, cool kid. And then, you know, when he's around Shinjiro, he's angry. And after that, he's remorseful. And, and he kind of grows. But I like that that wasn't his only shtick type thing. You yeah. know, he he's kind of an innocent little kid in a way that helps you fight, uh, which I thought was kind of cool. It's very precocious. Yeah. So interesting, interesting and different, somewhat concept as as well compared to Persona Four. Persona Four is a much more, um, for the most part, you know, ninety five percent of it, it, it's a it's a smaller story. Um, yeah, on it's that scale, small town mystery. 
Yeah, and this, I mean, this starts out as that. Um, and then, you know, as you reach the climax, you realize, well, it's really about saving the whole world. Which I didn't necessarily mind. I, I thought it was fine. And, um, I think they did a good job of it. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. I think they they set the stakes well. I like that there was a lull between, you know, the betrayal being revealed and, you know, the next um, uptick in the story of, of finding out, you know, who Ryoji is and what Nyx is. And you know your your consequences of of what you were really doing. Yeah, there's a couple times where it's like this thing happened, but you still have to go to school. Mm. Yeah, so. yeah. I also like that the the instances when you go to confront the shadows, they have really cool set pieces and um and the I felt like the boss battles in this game, while perhaps not as memorable were um, a bit more enjoyable for me as far as um, how they played out. Um, the next one I thought was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. I liked one there was when you were fighting two shadows at once and each one kind of did something different. One of the coolest ones to me was when they had that um, spin wheel that upped or, or decreased your stats or the enemy's stats. Um, I mean, some that was people, pretty cool. Yeah, some people don't like RNG, but I thought it was kind of neat and it you know, didn't give... It felt fair to me. It wasn't like I kept getting negatives more than I got positives out of it. So um, I figured out how to like what part I needed to stop it on so that oh, yeah. it would always give me a positive thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I'm a, I I like again I I've said before I just like the structure of the game. I like the the classic. You've got to defeat these twelve guys, and once you do that, this is gonna happen. You know. I just like the way they cut it. I like that the time restriction is there, but I never really found it to be an issue. Because um, I felt with Persona 4, and maybe this is because I played on different difficulties, which is likely. You know, Persona 4 I played on normal. Persona 3 I played on, like, super easy. Um, but with Persona 4 I found I can't beat this boss, so, like, my only answer is to grind a bunch and I would be like, well, I'll go back to like a lower level or just fight these 10 floors over and over and over again. I felt like I rarely had to do that with Persona 3 because if I, because like I was saying before, once I reached the block, I would train a little bit until I felt like those fights were easy enough. And then I felt, okay, I'm at the level I need to be before I go into the boss battle. Whereas like with Persona 4, it'd be like, okay, I think I'm... You know, I can get through the dungeon, I'm at the boss battle, and you give the boss battle a couple tries, and you realize, I just can't do it at this level. So I found, like, it was kind of time-saving in a way, um, just the structure of the, I guess, the, the difficulty scale. Yeah, I definitely, like, I agree. I liked how I never felt like I was unprepared for a boss fight. Mm. Um, and I think a big part of that is because of the whole Tartarus thing. If you can beat this last mid boss then you're you're pretty much set um i think a big part of the reason why like the the t the way that the game dealt with social links and how you spend your time was very different um because i felt like in persona 4 there were so many things that you could spend your time on like you could eat yeah. at the restaurant or you could on like rainy days 
or you could like ride your bike or like there's all sorts of these little things you could do. Um, but I think because Persona 3, pretty much all the stat boosting things were in the evening and you went to Tartarus at night too. So by like September, I'd maxed out all my stats and there was pretty much nothing left for me to do yeah. aside from social links and Tartarus and stuff. Yeah, I'm, I I agree. I, I found that basically like your evenings are kind of pointless once you'd max your stats. Yeah. Um, I basically just go to the arcade or just go to bed early, you know, just to, to speed things up. So. Yeah, no. Or walking Koromaru. Yeah, that was fun. I like when you would like interact with other social link characters. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that they improved on in the next games. For sure. For sure. I mean, it's, it's really surprising how, how close the two games came out in you know, 2006 and 2008 for Persona 3 and Persona 4. It's interesting to see the, the jump in, I guess, just polishing what they started. Um, yeah, really? I mean, because, again, the games are, like, practically identical, you know, in, in terms of style, format, um, engine, you know, a little bit of variation and improvements, of course. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see them again, just kind of sharpen their, their ability at, at crafting characters and, and presenting characters to you. Yeah, no, I think they like, it's a pretty incredible turnaround. Mm -hmm. One interesting thing, um, is that in your version of the game and my version of the game, there's a pretty big difference. Um, yes. you have a version of the game, which it's how it launched it's standard where you can walk around the overworld. You can walk in the school. You know, similar to Persona 4, Persona 5, you, know, you walk around, you interact. Um, you're physically, like, moving your character. In the portable version, it's more like an overworld sprite. So envision, like, a map. It's like a point-and-click game. Yeah, ex thank you. Much better. Point-and-click game. And so everything outside of Tartarus is point-and-click. Um, which, to me... I didn't even realize that we had a different game style in that regard until you told me. Um, so I burned through the game a lot quicker, quicker than I think you did. Um, I don't know how you did that though. Still, because like the the how long to beat for the game puts your version of the game around sixty seven and a half hours, and my version of the game around eighty. And now I beat. I beat my game in pretty much bang on 67 and a half hours, which was wow. kind of funny. Wow. Um, my only thing thought is because I was playing on the lowest difficulty possible and I did my best to get to the next block of Tartarus within one or two evenings. Yeah, no, that very well could have been. So, and then I just, again, once... I don't know. I, maybe I didn't search out enough social links and, and get the social links that... I don't know. By the end of it, Graham, all I know, I checked my my save before we started. I beat the game 40 hours, 7 minutes. That was wow. my completion time. That's pretty impressive. Um, no, I like, like it. It's well, interesting. Well, well, like, for example, in the last month, in January, 
January 1st, or as soon as I was able to go back into Tartarus, I went back into Tartarus, got to the max level. Yeah. So all January, maybe that's what you did too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, and then all January, I just, you know, messed around with what I could. Yeah. And I, honestly, I think, I think not having to walk around everywhere saved me a bunch of time. It probably did. Um, there's some like big differences in that, like, you know how you can just like hit the square button and it pulls up a menu to go wherever you want. Yeah. You can't do that in the third one. Oh really? Um, oh no. Well, there there's some things though, like, um, you yeah, there's like everyone's in the hallway, like right outside your room for the mm-hmm. most part, mm-hmm. or in the room. And then there's also a guy who shows up a couple months in who's like, hey, do you want to know about the attractions in the area? And you say yes, and he brings you to the world map. So it's actually not that bad. So there's no world map until halfway through the game? No, there's a world map. But okay. like you would have to go out of the, like, out the, the classroom, down the hall, out, mm. down the big pathway, and then out to the overworld. And there, you also have to think there's probably a lot of pacing differences between dialogue interactions on your game compared to my game, right? Because your guys will maybe walk around or or have yeah. a reaction in that sense. And to be honest, I kind of missed that portion of the game. And maybe that's why I didn't feel a strong connection to the characters because I'm not seeing them physically, you know? Yeah, that was actually a big reason of why I decided to switch over to this version of it because I didn't feel any kind of connection to the main character because I didn't see him walking around. Right. Um, and yeah, like the, the character interactions, um, definitely helped. I think after a certain point, I don't think it really mattered to me, but like seeing everyone stand around or like actually seeing like Shinjiro get shot, that kind of stuff. Mm. Like that kind of emotionally, I feel like probably had the opportunity for a stronger experience. Yeah. Well, just it amplified the emotion, right? Yeah. It's just another way for the player to experience what's actually going on or a different way. So. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, um, there's also a few other little differences I want to go over that's kind of interesting. Okay. Um, you, when you're in Tartarus, you know how your characters can get exhausted sometimes? Yep. So that only happens, like, that only happens when you go back to the main floor, isn't it? For you? Uh, for me, it's when I leave Tartarus. Okay. So for me, it can happen any, like while I'm progressing through Tartarus. And if I go back to the bottom floor and they're exhausted, they'll go home for the night. Um, But as a countermeasure, when you go back to the bottom floor, your your stats get fully refilled. Really? I had to pay for that privilege. Yeah. So, like, (laughs) I basically, I would, like, go up the 10 or whatever floors... Then get to the mid-boss, I would warp back down to the main floor, get all healed up, fuse any personas I needed to, and then 
save, go back up, get killed by the boss because I didn't have the proper party members, and then get the party proper party members and then beat it and keep moving. Hmm. Another thing, this while we're talking about this, I I had this same problem with Persona Four. It'll be interesting to, to see if I have it with Persona Five, but I don't feel like there's a good opportunity for you to be constantly changing out your 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 squad. Um, and and what I mean by that is like I feel like it's never beneficial to level somebody up. Okay. Um. I always found like it's just easy. Well, it's just better to take the guys who are high level because they come at you higher level, or even even if you don't do that, say you try and switch it up, it's just like it's it would be a constant pain to keep everybody at a reasonable level to progress, yeah. you know, without major grinding. So by default, you kind of just end up taking three of your favorites and sticking with them throughout the majority of the game, which is basically what I had to do. Or what I did. And I mean, it's kind of unfortunate. I wish there was some sort of system that, you know, scaled everybody up at least a little bit. Yeah. You know, to keep it a little bit more fair. And, and particularly if um, I'm facing an enemy that I don't have a, a strength against or I have multiple weaknesses to, it's very hard to, you know, late game swap out for, say, Junpei, who's got what I need. <laughs> And then level him up to level 60 or whatever from the level 10 that he is. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, like, I found... I pretty much just dropped Koromaru, and I dropped um, Junpei. And then I tried to use Igus, but her damage output just wasn't enough. What? Yeah. Dude, Igus is dope. I felt that, like, she was using, like... Maybe it's because I didn't level her up enough at times, but like she was in the final block of Tartarus using Swift Strike, like and doing fifty damage to each enemy. Mm. So it just wasn't uh, my main squad was like Ken, Yukari, and Mitsuru. Okay, yeah, my main squad um, was at the end. It was Mitsuru. Ken and uh, Aegis, but okay. Um, I did use Koromu for quite a while, um, but I found that I needed um a different um. Uh, I I can't remember exactly what it was about Ken that or Koromu that made him not as useful to me. I think at that time I probably had more fire based abilities, so I wanted to swap some ice in there. Um. Anyhow, Ken. Ken was awesome. He was basically oh, yeah. like... Um, well, he's my healer, basically. Aegis was my tank. And uh, Mitsuru was just more for... Uh, damage output a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I just stuck with them. Probably for the last 50% of Tartarus. I, it was just them. Okay. Oh, actually, one big gameplay difference that between our games which you might know already is that i couldn't control my party members that's crazy so like i could tell them tactics but i couldn't tell them like i couldn't go into igus's 
moves and say, okay, use like uh, defense down or something like that. Right. And and that's probably why A, A just wasn't working so hot for you. No, because... Um, because you can't get rid of Swift Strike on her. Yeah. No, it was like, yes, she would only use those kinds of moves, um, which I think that that's one reason... Like I think the the battle system, a lot of people consider the the new one ref, more refined, and I think it's definitely good. But I felt, I feel like another reason why I'm was more invested and connected with the characters was because I could rely on them to mm. actually like carry their weight. Um, because like Mitsuru would focus. I told Mitsuru, okay, like focus just on damage output. Um, Ken, you're you're good, but like focus like mostly on healing if someone needs healing and otherwise you're good and then like yukari you can do whatever you want um or and then you like earlier she was more of the healer Mm -hmm. but ken's just better at it um so yeah i felt like the the grinding wasn't as exhausting and was even maybe a little bit more interesting because I like the characters did their own thing. It has an unknown element to it. Yeah. Which I think, I think that they toned down the difficulty of this game. Like I was playing on um, the easy difficulty, which is the same as normal, but when you die in battle, you have ten of these items that you can do to revive yourself and your whole party. Love them. Um. Yeah, they're great. And so. Yeah, no, it was definitely, I understand why they changed it. It wasn't for everyone, but I actually really was glad that I did it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I guess it just comes down to player preference. Yeah. So, yeah. No, there's definitely... It'd be nice if there was kind of like a definitive version of the game. There is just so many versions out there. Yeah. That was something like doing research before we played the game. I did a lot of research into which one should I play first. Um, The general consensus, even although it was like 50-50, was play fast first and then play the portable game later. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Um, actually, one other in, like I'm, I know I'm going off on these differences, but I'm wondering about the social links with the girls for you, because for me there was um, interesting. In my version of the game, I didn't have the option to just be friends with them. Yes, this was a big thing for me. I didn't like this. You have to romance them. In my version, you had to do it in yours too? Yeah. Really? Every single girl I had a social link with, I had to had to romance them. There was no option to say, let's just be friends? None. Really? Okay. So, okay, so we had similar experiences there. Interesting. See, <laughs> come, come Christmas time, right, I was trying to form a relationship with Mitsuru and um, 
maybe I just got I gotten used to the game being like, oh, do you want to do this now? Uh, not right now. Maybe I'll think about it and do it later. So like Christmas time rolls around and I get three calls. You know, one from Yukari, one from uh, Yuko, one from I should really remember her name. Fuka. No, not Fuka. The library, the shy oh, girl. Oh, hero. Yeah, her. Um, and they're all like, hey, it's Christmas. Who are you spend time with? And I was like, ah, uh, nobody, nobody, nobody. I was hoping for Mitsuru to come up, but I guess I hadn't reached far enough in her social life at that time that I, I just didn't have a Christmas with anybody. It didn't oh. let me. It didn't let me go back and choose who to call back. Oh. So. so you just had Christmas Eve by yourself? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I only, I only really, com- I only completed the romances with Yuka and the other one. Um, Yukari? No, not Yukari. Fuka. No, the one I can't remember the name of. Yuko. Okay. Yuko and and glasses girl. Okay. Um, I don't think she had glasses. Didn't she have glasses? Did she have glasses? I'm sure she remember. had glasses. I'm sure she did. Um, <laughs> her name starts with a C, okay? That's Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> um, I finished those those romances, and I was working towards finishing Yukari's, but I just kind of ran out of time at the end of it, so... Yeah. Um, it, it, did, it did really bug me that you didn't have a choice, because the game implies... Um, implies negative reaction if you try and romance more than one option. But yeah. it's like it's like penalizing you for trying to complete the social links in a way. Yeah, no, there was definitely a bit of a juggling act. I managed to, um, well, I will admit I used a guide for like the social links. Okay. Um, because I wanted to see them, and it's like you have like once you reach a certain rank you can't see too many other girls otherwise your social link has a chance of reversing really um, at least in this one i think they got rid of it in yours really um and then it actually happened with yuko for me um and i said the wrong thing and the social link broke um wait for who again for Yuko, the the team wow. manager. I reloaded a save, but it was still really Ram. neat. What? Reloading saves. I didn't take responsibility for my actions. Um But yeah, no, it I thought that was cool. Like I know that the situation surrounding it necessarily wasn't that great, but it was kind of interesting that in this kind of earlier idea of what a social link is, they had the ability for them to deteriorate or even break mm-hmm. if you didn't spend time with them. Which um, you kind of just now you have all the time in the world and it doesn't matter who you hang out with in the anything after that. just looking up the characters now. Chihiro was in Persona 4. I I knew I confused that name. Who is it then? Uh, no, no, no. Chihiro is in Persona 3, but she's also in Persona, Persona 4. When you go <clears throat> when you go to Gekugan High, she's there. Wait, you go to Gekugan yeah. High in, in 4? Yeah, you do. 
Really? Yeah, remember when they go to the, like the they go on their trip and they go to like the um the brothel hotel basically. You meet the you meet the teacher with the glasses too. And I think I think Yukari is there as also. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I'm going to have I'm going to have to replay that game and see that. <laughs> it would be interesting for us to do a review of uh like play it again and, and see what our thoughts are um somewhere down the line yeah you know maybe for like the 10th anniversary <laughs> <laughs> um yeah did you have any favorite social links i really like maya's social link that was um, good yeah but i'm reading the wikipedia here and i don't remember this happening the player, the player later discovers that Maya was actually the protagonist's homeroom teacher. Yeah, if you go to the faculty office during the like epilogue part where you can go around and talk with people. Oh, really? Yeah, she yeah, gets pretty upset. It's... <laughs> I'll have to look that up. Yeah, no, it's... Um... And like, there's, it actually, I knew that from looking something up, but you, there's actually lots of hints towards it um like she complains a lot about uh a mr e who is like mr akoda is one of the teachers and uh yeah she makes lots of well like she tells you that like she's got that kid in her class and that's you right so yeah it's there are a lot of social links that I missed. Really? Yeah. So here's the ones that I did. I did Kenji. I did uh, Kazushi. Uh, Kisuke. Um, I did the vice VP of student council. Okay. Uh, Hidetoshi, I guess. Uh, Yuko Ch- Chihiro. Uh, I didn't do Andre. Or he's called Bebe. Never met Aww. him. He was so good. Part of the sewing club. Didn't... He's so good, though. I is it? Did I just skip him, or did I miss out on him because I did something else? You might just never have gone down to the club and talked to him, because mm. then he like, once you initiate a social link, they like start hanging out in the classroom, like the right. the hallway. Um, I started Nozomi's. He's the gourmet king. Oh yeah, I didn't like that yeah. very much. No. Um, I didn't do the old couple at the okay. bookstore. Um, I did Maya. Uh, I started Mako's. Didn't finish hers. Uh, didn't do Tanaka's. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't. I I didn't find them anywhere. He's okay. Yeah, like he was in the mall at night. Oh, okay. Um, didn't do Mutatsu. Uh, I started um, the rival uh, athlete. Okay. And I didn't do Akinari either. Oh, okay. So you really didn't do many of the social links at all. Apparently not. (laughs) Okay. That's interesting. So unfortunately, you missed like four of my favorite social links. Sorry. Um, I didn't mean to. Um, I actually, I ended up maxing out all of them except for uh, the Gourmet King, which I got to rank nine with, 
and then Kisuke and the VP guy. It's just so hard to do them all if you don't know where to find them. I mean, that is that is true. And like, the that's where the guide really did come in handy. Um, yeah. I would highly recommend looking up um, the sun one, uh, the dying young man. Mm. It is probably probably my favorite social link of the series. Um, and I feel like, and he doesn't appear until something like September, where the where the themes of the game really start to come through, mm-hmm. and his his story really complements the 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 main plot the narrative mm. really well. Mm. Um, and then, so mine was my favorites were the son, uh, Mike Maiko the the little little girl, girl whose parents divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Bebe, who's okay. the the sewing guy. Um, and then Tanaka, uh, Tanaka was fun because like you get to like see his origins, because <laughs> like he comes out back in P four. I hate um, that theme song so much. Uh, the worst part of dancing gritty. all night is having to listen to that theme song in the store. Yeah, and him just talking. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> like it's the only game where they give him a voice. It's just the worst. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the game's um climactic choice? Climactic choice. So at the end of the game, or near the end of the game, they let you make a choice, um, to either kill oh, Ryoji yeah, yeah. or let him live. Okay. Um. Well, first of all, I'm. I'm glad that they didn't just be like, oh yeah, of course we're gonna let him live. Like, the the whole team kind of deliberates over it and, like, finds their own reason for fighting. Um, And, um, I did feel kind of like it was a bit of a non-choice because you know that you're going to spare him. Like, that's the only way that the story's gonna continue. Mm -hmm. Um, I did, like, I did say yes, or I said no to sparing him at one point, um, and then watched part of that ending, but then I was like, no, this isn't sitting right, so I went back and said, like, spared him, and then went through the rest of the game, and I haven't seen the rest of it yet, but, um... Yeah, what did you think of it? Um, I just actually, <clears throat> I watched the, they call it the bad ending. Um, I don't really know that I would call it a bad ending. No? Um, it's, it's, it's kind of hopeful in tone a little bit. Like, everybody forgets, except for yeah. Aegis. Um, and you kind of see Aegis offhandedly at school one day and you don't really remember her or anything like that. Then it's graduation day and, and Mitsuro gives a, gives a speech about, you know, losing her father and how important it was to have other people to rely on at that time. Um, and then you, Junpei and Yukari are talking about the future and what your plans are. And, and Yukari kind of says like, well, we don't really need to have everything figured out. We've got, we've got time. <laughs> um, yeah. and the, and it ends just like, well, do you guys want to go out and have a drink? You know, go out and have fun, and and 
your options at the end are like say yes or just smile and nod and then it ends and it's just it's there's no like negative visuals or like depressing moments of like you know you all dying it's just it's kind of an ignorance is bliss (laughs) yukari says that exactly she says it like you know sometimes maybe ignorance is bliss that you don't need to know what's going to happen in the future yeah she says that exactly so um i thought that was kind of like a touching ending i didn't think it was like it wasn't like persona 4 where your your bad choice or your incorrect choice which was a really hard to do i I would argue um properly without a guide and then be like resulting in death of a character and kind of like an instant end to the story this one i kind of felt like it was natural a little it didn't feel bad Hmm. um uh that being said you know with the quote-unquote good ending i loved the battle with nyx i thought that was great i liked the um aspect of the social links coming together to seal nyx away i don't like the ambiguity of what happens to everybody and i didn't realize also that in defeating nyx everybody was going to lose all their memories yeah that wasn't really that clear i guess like they did kind of insinuate it because like you're sealing the dark hour which right which they did talk about with Ryoji. Yeah, like, I, I guess I just didn't realize it was no matter what. But I mean in the end everybody remembers. But um basically you die is the yeah. end thing, but they don't state that, right? And so um unfortunately I kind of knew that was going to happen because I was looking up about the epilogue and saw too much um yeah i did the same yeah so i kind of wish they would have just killed you at the next fight you know that you sacrificed yourself in that moment um i don't really understand why they kept you alive for those two months in game to only then die for really seemingly no reason at at a i guess side yeah, once everything's kind of like as soon as everything's been resolved, you kind of just slip away. Or, or just like when, oh yeah, that's that's how it happened. I just think you know visually and emotionally, like you know, you rise up uh, away from all your your teammates, and like if if they had like shown you sealing Nyx away and sacrificing yourself to do it, would have been a very emotional. And uh, whereas this this ending is not I guess it's not necessarily non-emotional it's just it's a bit more eh, it's it's a calmer ending yeah which yeah I think there's definitely they could have gone either way I feel um I really I really like bittersweet endings like that so I quite enjoyed it um like it was and it definitely was confusing for me during like oh okay it's like another day and everyone's forgotten mm-hmm. but i can talk to everyone mm-hmm. um and then like you go to bed and then there's just another normal day and like wait what what's going on like that was a little bit weird yeah um 
but then like the whole everyone I, I liked seeing the conclusion of it and having the chance to talk with everyone and seeing where they're going next mm-hmm. um yeah i really liked that aspect of it well graham um what would you rate it on our scale um i'd probably put it as a yukiko honestly um because like it it wasn't like it wasn't like this incredible i was in love with it the entire time um kind of like bombastic experience but it really it quite resonated with me especially towards the end um and like I don't know. It's one of those games that I feel like I'll still be thinking about for a while. Mm. And it, uh, it really surprised me with the depth of how, like the, the, the subject matter and how they approached it. How about you? Um, I would probably give it a Yosuke. Okay. Um, I like it well enough. Unfortunately, I don't think it had the impact on me that it had on you, probably because I missed some of those key social links. But I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, it had its moments, uh, but I, I, I like it. I don't, I don't love it. I'm not in love with it like I was with Persona Four. So, well, that's valid. I'm st- like, I'm still like Persona Four is still like my absolute favorite. Yeah, and maybe that. It's just because and, it's our first. I don't. I don't know. Well, I was actually. I was even just looking back, like watching some clips of Persona Four, and it's a funny game. Like there's a lot of humor. Yeah. And, like, and just, wit. Wit. Yeah. Yeah, humor, wit. There's like, you just hang out a lot, and that never really happens in the third one. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think that's one thing. Like that's why the fourth game is so endearing. Mm. Um. And why I can, like, there's the dancing game and, like, all that kind of stuff. Because the character, like, you just get to hang out with the characters. Yeah, it's a continuation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, um, it'll be interesting to see our thoughts on Persona 5 when we get to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, because I've played a little bit of it. It's very interesting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any final comments, Graham? Um, just looking. Well, I think it's something unique about the Persona games um, is how they take place over the course of a year. And like you get to see characters develop and characters kind of grow up together that... Other games don't necessarily have the same ability to. Mm. And because there is a strict time frame, um, I think that's just something that's unique and remarkable about the games that I don't really see at other places. I just wanted to point that out. Hmm. But yeah, I think um, I think we pretty much covered over everything that I was thinking of. Everything, Anything you want to add? Um. No, I, I I think 
I think we've kind of covered it all. Um, I mean, one thing that I love about some games, one thing I love about games is after I've beaten it, you know, I put in 40 hours in this case, or like 70 hours in the case of Persona 4. I love talking to somebody about it and realizing I never saw that. That is cool. I That's missed like... this. You know, I didn't know that. And it's like, I it, it not that I'm going to go back and play the game again, but I'm going to go look up, you know, social links that we talked about, look into it a little more, watch some clips and like kind of experience that. Um, also, it's just, I love that the, the fact that there's so much in the game that you can put in 40 hours and, and, and not even get half the social links done <laughs> or even find yeah. them. So, yeah, no. Yeah, that's something I really enjoyed about our Mass Effect conversations. Exactly, that's another great one, particularly Mass Effect two and three. There's just so much. Um, again, it just shows like um, a level of care that uh, the developers have um, for the game, right? This, um, yeah. you could tell that they put in just so much of their effort into it um, to really flush it out. So. Um, yeah, just to me, it just shows that they're they're putting so much out there for the player, um, and and realizing probably that the player is not going to even see it all, you know. But you know, this player might not see it, but this player will. It's just it's kind of just like their their love letter, and I uh, I just love I love realizing that I missed something because it hmm. you know brings me back to um, I guess discovering again new discovery in the same game yeah yeah that's cool yeah well um thank you everybody for listening uh we so appreciate you guys tuning in please uh tell your friends subscribe wherever you uh get your podcasts we'll be back again in two weeks with uh a game that was requested to us are we gonna are we gonna announce it or leave it a secret no let's let's leave it a secret should we give a hint um what kind of hint were you thinking of? Um they aren't going to believe what it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that's that's good. Yeah, we're we're setting sail for New Horizons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's I think that's ambig- ambiguous enough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um but you're enjoying it, right? the game yeah yeah um i am too have you have you saved anybody yet well, let's let's wrap let's wrap up okay. the episode. <laughs> all right thanks again everybody have a good evening you too